cliffcentral.com. Welcome to the Futurology Show. It's Michael Kahn sitting here, and uh, today we're talking about uh, the future of health. Uh, and it's great to be on the show today. Um, <coughs> but before we... Sorry. Are you all right? Sorry. Yes. Sorry. That's a rude interruption. In, in fact, today we... We, 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 Brett's going to be our case study through the whole talk today. Old fat boy sitting to me <laughs> on the left here. But, uh, but in today's funny. show, we, we're chatting to Dr. Craig Nozzle, uh, Nozzle. It's correct? Dr. Craig Nozzle. Perfect, yeah. Perfect, fantastic. He's head of Vitality Wellness. Um, and, and Vitality, if you don't know what it is, it's, a, it's Discovery's incentive-based wellness program. And, and this is really where the future of health is going. And, and it's fantastic to have Craig in the studio because – Vitality have done a phenomenal job in disruption, and we keep talking about this world of disruption. And, and disruption is not just about technology. It's the mindset that goes behind technology. Um, but before we jump into today's show, <laughs> you know what? I, th- I think we actually need to do the show with, with, a, with a video broadcast as well because there's, there's great actions that are going on in the, in the studio here, and <laughs> you really need to see it. But before we actually jump into that, let, let, let's spend five minutes uh, looking back and throwing forward a bit. And, you know, before we get into the details, you guys can follow us on the uh, Twitter handle at Futurology Show. Uh, you can go and subscribe to us on the iTunes store. And if you do go there, give us a five-star rating because it does help the, the getting the word out and, and it supports yeah. the show fantastically. So please do that. And, of course, download the Cliff Central app where we, we're on and you can listen to us live on Cliff Central. And if you, uh, catch, if you catch B2 giving us any more one-stars, Please remind him one is not good. No, Apple have, oh, ba- yeah. Apple have banned him. But you know what I did? But out do? of one to ten, I'd definitely give you one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, right, Oaks, Oaks, Oaks. So, sorry, Craig. Sorry, this, the, we, we're a lot more. In the, anyway, I, I did get my mother onto and oh, my was, father onto the live stream. Was this so a serious show today? It was a serious show. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it, is, it was a serious. So it, a serious show. Serious show. Serious show. Serious show. Serious But but you know what? I was about to introduce you to. So we've got Brett and Brett in studio. Hi, so hi. how are you guys? Hi, Brett. Hello, hello. Uh, what what do I usually say? African digital disruptor, squirrel rocker. I bet people wonder what a squirrel rocker is, right? We've got to get into that again. One day, I think we when need we to stop it. killing the squirrels, we can actually start rocking them. Well, we shouldn't because I'm I, actually that's another health health issue I have. I always talk about squirrels and ADHD. That's where squirrels come from. I don't from. believe in ADHD. <laughs> Look, squirrel. <laughs> are, you, are you guys done? No, uh, and no. I'm B. I'm B two. Digital philosopher. I'm pointing at myself just so yes. you know, Michael. Okay, no, that's fine. That's the digital philosopher. Fine. So occasionally I will derail the conversation because maybe there's a tangential point that we need to discuss. But yeah, I had a brain fart there. That's what actually happened. But Already. but no uh, questions. Lots of statements. Lots of statements. Exactly. Poor poor Wayne Bishop suffered on that. And talking of Wayne Bishop, we spoke yes. about the future of media, which you can go and look at the or listen to on the iTunes or on the Cliff Central app. Any thoughts post that conversation? Is that that was really cool? I mean, uh, I do I do see why you have a man crush on Wayne. Um, he's not good, only hey? he's a very good-looking chap. He dresses well. He dresses well. Yeah. yeah. But the whole thinking around trying to understand the audience from at this 360 point of view, yeah. starting with media. So yep. when it comes to being able to uh, ensure that you're targeting the right message, from the point of uh, uh, clicking on an ad all the way through to selling a product and pulling all that data together, that single view of a human, yeah. Yeah. I thought was uh, phenomenal thinking. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and I prefer having a man crush on someone like Wayne because he's practical, not Elon uh, Musk. He's oh, trying to get us to space, man. Uh, Elon, Elon's my hero. Come okay. on. No. Leave him out of this and I'll leave this. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> and you, B2, any know. thoughts? I'm tired now. You guys tired, <laughs> tired me out. I had a lot to say until that started. Okay. All right. So no, the, last week's show was amazing. If you did miss it, it's definitely worth a listen. Um, I'm looking forward to when we have Wayne back on the show. Yes, absolutely. Because there was so many 
statements we could have made and discussions that could have been had, but time ran out. So yeah. there will be a podcast with Wayne Bishop coming up soon. So Wayne, if you're listening, we, we haven't forgotten about you. It's only been a week. But uh, yeah, we're looking forward to some more stuff. Fantastic. And, and any- hearts, hearts, kisses, kisses from yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah, lovely, lovely. I did see Wayne yesterday, so it was, uh, it was all good. But uh, um, any other thoughts about what, what's looking forward? Anything that's really sparked your thoughts over the so, last week? Because it's the future of health, the one thing that's been getting my attention in social media is this head transplant thing. So it's what? Have you not heard about it? Where's he going with this? No, no, it's this is true. There's a real thing about this Did guy. Did you want to take your head to, off? Yeah, this guy wants to do a head transplant. This this uh, Italian surgeon, if I'm not mistaken, he wants to do a head transplant, and everybody was like, "No, full of shit. It's not going to happen." Um, oh, with the mice. Well, they tried with a mouse, but he obviously wants to do a human head transplant, and it's going to happen this year, apparently. Yeah. So there's some Russian guy who's a quadriplegic, and uh, he needs some. He he's a volunteer. He's like, well, my body's wrecked. If you can give me a new one, you can have my head. Uh, and they're literally going to plan this. So there's a lot of discussions around it. One of the big things that's happening in technology-wise is they're planning the surgery on augmented reality. So he's actually going to practice first on AR or AR VR, and See if it works, but I mean, no one cares if you kill a virtually real person. I'm sorry, Brett. I think you were on the wrong channel. I think you were watching Futurama, and there were a bunch of heads in glass cabinets. Okay. No, I think he was just watching The Simpsons. Man. <laughs> but check it out. We'll tweet it later. Neuro- neurosurgeon Sergio Canavero, brainless, okay. brainless proposed head transplant project. Well, as long so, as, as long as it's not replacing with a well. mice. Yeah. Anyway, let, let, let's get back yeah. now that we're into into the future of health. Yes. Craig, welcome. Thank you for coming through and joining us in studio. Thanks very much. I, I feel like I spent the last few minutes on a Seinfeld show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's looking backwards, not forwards, but uh, certainly entertaining. And we're only just starting. Only just starting. But before we get too caught up in Seinfeld, you know, you, you, you're part of the Discovery Wellness Program. Do, do you want to give us a, a bit of a background into who you are? And, and what actually inspires you um, on, on a day-to-day basis around the job that you do? Because it's a fascinating world, and mm. you guys have done some amazing stuff in terms of disrupting the health paradigms in South Africa. Yes, yeah, so I, I studied medicine at, at Fitz University, yes. and then my plan actually was to go overseas and uh, to be a pediatrician. And I got offered a job uh, to come join Discovery. I thought I'll do it for a couple of months. Yeah. Learn to use a computer, you know, in. (laughs) Instead of a scalpel. Yeah. 1998 or so. No, no. I don't have much hair, but uh, not that old. Uh, You know, we. we No, you're young because I recognize you from crawling around the buzz. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably right. Yeah. And if you don't know what the buzz is, it was the pub at Vitz. So so (laughs) Craig's young. Yeah. In fact, I actually went to go watch uh, uh, Budvest Vitz play soccer the other night. Oh, yes? And I saw the bars and it brought back a lot of memories. <laughs> um, Very clear, lucid memories. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so um, the thing for me, as I said, in those days we had in the hospitals these microfish. If you wanted to get the patient record, yes. you'd have to kind of apply in triplicate, uh, use carbon paper, and then you'd get the information back on the patient. Uh, so really, we didn't have computers in the hospitals, um, and and it's really a completely different time. But I joined Discovery then, and uh, yeah. you know, I, honestly, what an amazing team of people. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone needs to talk. You know, the likes yeah. of an Andrew, Adrian Gore and but yeah. all the other people there, the the kind of innovation that takes place on a daily basis, and and I've been incredibly fortunate to be you know uh, inspired by people like that, and for me to be able to marry. My background in health and healthcare with innovative business 
has has been really a phenomenal it's journey. Fantastic. You know, and, and I think it's what was interesting is that you leave a medical or clinical environment where you're treating patients, and, and, yeah. and I, I love that interaction. And still, wherever I have an opportunity to be able to engage with individuals, but also say, how do we change the system? You know, and yes. particularly in Vitality, the focus mm. on prevention. So, what's how do we stop this upstream? So, one of my things when I was, you know, at uh, uh, Chris Hardy Baraguanath Hospital, and we'd be on call, and you know, three o'clock in the morning, you'd have kids coming in, uh, often unfortunately with HIV and with with gastrovirus, other conditions, and what always played on my mind is how do we stop this happening? Mm, you, yeah. you know, because yeah. yes, we need to treat and off. And in those days, actually, there wasn't access to antiretroviral. Th- no, therapies. there wasn't. No. And, and so it was watching. a real frustration oh. that you kind of it was almost palliative care. Yeah. But let's stop this. Let's get people tested early. And so, for me, the journey within Vitality is that focus on prevention, but bringing in innovative business practices, bringing in partnerships. And, and that's what's been an amazing journey for me and continues to be. And, and uh, Fantastic. you know, amazing people that we work with and amazing partnerships that uh, that's really been the journey. And, and looking forward, I guess that's really what your show is about. What do we do next? What do we keep on innovating around? Absolutely. And, I, and I'll be very interested to, to hear the thoughts because there are two sides to this. You know, technology is phenomenal. And we talk about the world of AI and, what you know, the, the, the coming of the robots and, and the future of work and what have you. But a lot of this is around our mindset. How do we actually think about things? And certainly from, you know, when we look at the marketing side of the world, the old marketing segmentation models and what have you have completely and fundamentally been redesigned around a consumer who's changing their thought process. And it's the same situation. And, and uh, from, you know, I've got some stats here on the Vitality Active Rewards. And, and when you read the, the, the actual stats, um, it becomes absolutely mind-blowing in terms of, of the impact that you've had on how people um, change their behavior. And, and, and I do include, exclude Brett Sinclair from the stats. Because it is 28 million days of exercise. Exactly. I would even say I represent... <laughs> The N on million. (laughs) 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 Or the two. Or the two. Or the two. two. Yeah. Well, we've got the show to change that. (laughs) Exactly. So, so you you know what, actually, that's a fantastic point because we're going to be inspired to get Brett to do something because we had a chat around blockchain. And we're still committed to doing a hackathon on blockchain and building a couple of blockchain solutions. And maybe we could build something around health. That would be a fascinating The only way blockchain is going to make BS fitter is if he picks it up and carries it around. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, at least that's… Block and the chain, very heavy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, in fact, Brett's become our block and chain. But just in terms of those stats… I I, I feel like a nose, personally. Uh, okay, all I'm right. Being picked on. You are, you are getting picked on, yeah. But you make it so easy, Brett. Um, the, the scary thing, actually, is that, uh, and, and no disrespect to, to Brett at all. Never. But, um, you know, the majority of us are inactive. I mean, I yeah. think that's a challenge. I suppose that's what gives me the job that I have, is that yeah. it's not getting, you know, the next person to finish their comrades' marathon. Yeah. You know, uh, or the, you know, it's not the next Wade for Nickack. That's Absolutely. The, the problem is that many of us are spending our days as we are now sitting uh, with our computers in front of us. Absolutely. Uh, if I think, you know, wake up in the morning, my car's parked in the garage, you know, drive into work, the, the lift, I try to take the stairs, but the yeah. lift is right almost to my office. 
a couple of steps and then you spend the day in the meeting in front of the computers. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And consuming things that are sitting in front of us. Mm. So the, our environment is what I call an obesogenic environment. Yes. It's yes. easy to become overweight. You and I feel we, we get that. Beautiful hey? word. Yeah, you and obesogenic. I. Yeah, we fit into that category, Brett. I mean, I, I feel like I want to do exercise and I keep thinking about, you know, if we're going to throw forward and try to think of innovative solutions our working environments are not geared towards it. So yeah. it's an excuse, right? Yeah. I'm not making the time or, uh, yes, there's a gym at work, but am I using it? Well, I just don't have time. So I wonder if there's well, some you do kind of innovation. You just don't have a schedule. I don't have a schedule. Don't, don't prioritize that time. What can we do to innovate around person's time yeah. to be more effective to free up the right time. Well, or maybe it's the balance or it's the work-life balance. It, it is. Well, you and I did it once when I came to meet you at Google. We mm. did a walking mm. meeting and we walked mm. around that field about five times. You used to do that the whole time, right? But, but the problem is we went and spent five hours in the pub afterwards. <laughs> you know, that, that's Because we don't tell Jews. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. <laughs> so from a societal point of view, I mean, digital things are all trying to optimize and make life more efficient and more convenient. But yes. as we get to this hyper-convenient, hyper-efficient way of living, it's a fine line between hyper-efficient and lazy. How I mean, you guys, there's, there's again, statements, not questions, but it's, it's meant to let's spark a discussion point on are there things that people could do in this hyper-efficient world that still get them healthy? And I think that's what you guys are doing. Yeah. How are you doing it? So, so I think that the key thing is that if we understand technology and how people yeah. use technology, yes. we can certainly utilize it Absolutely. for health behavior change. So if we look at active rewards that you, you mentioned, yes. so we launched this in uh, September 2015 uh, using a mobile app firstly. So yeah. there we know where are people sitting. On, yes. you know, they're not on their laptops as often. They're yes. on their phones. So firstly, have it integrated in the app. The next thing is using the app to set personalized goals. So to go say, you know, the guidelines, everyone should do 30 minutes a day of exercise. Yes. You know, it's often to many people irrelevant. If I take you know, a 70-year-old who's inactive, all you want to do is get them off the couch. Yeah. You know, yeah. Someone who is just completed the Cape Epic, their goal needs to be much higher. Yes. You know, they're going to joke it, you know, laugh at, okay, 30 minutes, I'll do that, you know. Uh, In the next minutes, 30 minutes. Five, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So personalizing those goals, and technology allows us to do that, and building these algorithms that set personalized goals. The, yeah, sorry. Oh, you've yeah. got a good point. I've got friends who are on that algorithm with the watch, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it feels like when I watch them that it goes too steeply sometimes. So it'd be interesting how you apply, I guess, machine learning to start taking that kind of uh, data set and trying to readjust the algorithmic kind of thinking. I, I guess you must be thinking about that. Yes, that's like exactly that. it. So, so yeah. we employ yeah. lots of smart actuaries. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the data we have, I mean, really is quite phenomenal. So it's sort of saying, what is the point where people are going to shift the exercise pattern? At what point do we lose people? You know, where okay. goal becomes too hard and they say, well, I'm not going to achieve that. And then they sort of uh, opt out of the system. So the, this is where technology, big data is incredibly valuable in yeah. creating, firstly, the right goals, but also the right incentives. Yeah. So all we did, and I, I was quite cynical about this, like who's going to exercise for a smoothie or coffee? 
Okay, well, yes, you caused chaos with that. We didn't caused you? chaos. So, so, so our partner Kwai had to buy new smoothie makers, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. uh, because yeah. we just—I mean, we've—I think something like over three million coffees and smoothies have been consumed, what? and it's, it's actually a small reward. So we used to you know these big audacious type of yeah. rewards that we give people, and in fact, the impact that we've seen of small, frequent rewards has been. Quite phenomenal. So part of it is while we look to understand technology, you can't forget how human psychology yeah. interacts with those things. So and it's the same thing we talk about in Agile and the millennial sort of state of mind is this small acts of meaning. They're always looking for this instant gratification, something that I can have quickly that fulfills what I'm doing. I get fulfillment from the small act of meaning. Yeah. And, and, and so you, you kind of this achievement that every Friday I've got a goal I need to uh, – do something as do a park run if I need 300 vitality points or uh, if I need more points if my goal's a bit higher, so I'll go to gym twice, do a run, use a heart rate monitor, my Apple Watch, uh, and achieve those points. But on that Friday, you know, I've hit my goal. Importantly, also the social network that comes into play. Mm, so yes, we've seen yeah. that where people have invited <clears throat> friends their goal achievement is that much higher. Strava. Yeah, Strava is a great example of that. Exactly. Right? So all these sort of – so we've got it obviously within our app and you invite friends. We've seen people, you know, defriend if that's the right word because mm. people aren't hitting their goals and they're losing out on extra okay. reward. But also that – so it, it's encouraging, you know, come on, Brett, mm. um, I'm not going to get my extra coffee if you're not hitting your goal. Sure. You know, and being able to see how people are tracking. So this is where I think the, the technology can have a, a real impact if we use it in the right way. The challenge, I guess, and I say is like you need to choose your friends carefully, not just in the real world but also in the virtual world. <laughs> I'm looking at Mike and just going, nah. Yeah, no. Sorry, this is, this, I've got a reason, finally. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. What's that yeah. saying? Bad company corrupts good character, but fat friends corrupt healthy bodies. In fact, there's, there's, there's actual research that shows your social network impacts your health. Yeah. So people that are overweight, their friends tend to also become overweight. No, 100%. And, you know, and, and I'm not – so this isn't just – this it's, is it's, actual research yeah. that's been published showing uh, uh, that impact. And it's a principle of resonance. You, you stick, to, stick with people that, that are like you. You know, and typically, if we're all going to sit on the couch, we're going to be very happy on the couch. Yeah. But if, if I'm a cyclist, a lot of my mates are going to be cyclists, and we share a very common interest. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not a golfer or a cyclist, and I hate going to Briars where they're just nothing but golfers and cyclists because <laughs> I've got nothing to talk to the folks about. But seriously, and, and it's to that point. Well, that, that is one of the challenges, I guess, is that um, the downside of some of the social interaction is that people feel excluded. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and so one of the challenges that we have in Vitality is to – Work on the beginners, which is the mass, you know, most yeah, people, absolutely. You know, that people don't feel intimidated of. Have I got the right bike, the 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 right technology, the right brand? You know, what yeah. am I going to look like when I put on those tight fitting clothes? So, in fact, I'll rather not be part of this. But that's uh, true. I mean, there's such a huge uh, focus in society placed on the outward persona or profile that we put out into social media and all that yeah. stuff. That when we actually arrive at the gym. And I pick up my eight kilogram dumbbells and I'm like, no, I'm just toning today. It's cool. But I'm like next to some Hulk who's like literally dropping 80s on the floor. And I'm like, you kind of feel a little inferior. But a lot of that's driven by ignorance of what I'm actually planning to do or yeah. trying to do. I'm not trying to be that guy. Yeah. I just want to be a better me. And, and I think that's what we need to encourage that behavior. Every person, and we talk about personalizing goals, yes. is 
giving people that what works for them. Yeah. You know, and the health benefits are absolutely enormous. And that's the one thing we've seen you know, to touch on the relevance of vitality. It's not just, okay, well, this is a great brand and we do yeah. exciting things, but what we've seen is the impact in the Discovery Health Medical Scheme and yes. Discovery Life, our businesses in South Africa, yeah. similarly our businesses overseas, is lowering of the cost of healthcare. You know, mm. And part of that is to be able to then also afford the new cancer drugs and yeah. the other new technologies that are coming out in healthcare if you can lower some of the basic sure. costs. You know? So we know that uh, you know, cardiovascular disease, cancer, all these things can be prevented through a healthy lifestyle. Exercise yeah, being a big yeah. part of that, but also eating the right things. Absolutely. Um, and we've actually just launched, uh, uh, using a similar technology, a weight loss rewards program. Oh, okay. Tell us about that. So That's it's nice. also yep. Brett, you and me. Yeah. Yeah. You and me. got our yeah. attentions. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really the same thing of setting yeah. a goal, a personalized goal, and what uh, be able to track your weight. And one of the research shown that people that track their weight on a regular basis yeah. Uh, tend to lose weight because, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah, the milestones are there. Yeah. Um, and through that, we've also then used the incentive. So you double your healthy food cash back. So currently people get 25% back at Woolworths or Pick and Pay. And if you hit your goal, you'll then get 50% back on Woolworths and Pick and Pay on healthy foods. I mean, that's yeah. huge. Yeah. I mean, the cost of living today has just become astronomical. Yeah. I mean, that... I, I, I love the way you guys are looking at the business model because this is, uh, I mean, if you look at, you know, if I flip back 20 years ago, you guys were just a medical aid. You, yeah. You're not a medical aid. You're, you're a company that is fundamentally changing health. And, and you know, you and I have spoken about the why. Massive, yeah, yeah, massive, the transformational, massive purpose. transformational purpose. Um, and and it's, a, it's a very inspiring reality to see companies actually doing this. And, and this is where success comes from. And, and I mean, you know, the listeners can't see, but I, I can see Craig's face here. He, he's enjoying what he's doing. And not many people have the privilege of enjoying what they're doing. I, 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 without a doubt. And it's not just, you know, what you see in my face reflects, yeah. I would say, most of the people that are working in our business. Because you asked earlier what gets me up in the morning. Yeah. Maybe it was a, something like that. But that's what excites me, the fact that we can actually have an impact on society. So we have, uh, you know, the shared value model is yes. really, you know, the Michael Porter model, which really right. resonates well within our business of, you know, being good for business, but being good for society and being Has good to. for our members. So if we're getting people healthy, you know, yeah. they're at work more often, okay? Not some, for some people that may seem like a bad thing, yeah, more but for our economy, yeah. that's critical. You know, and we know that people that are exercising, people that are eating a healthy diet are more productive. Yeah. Uh, and so if you look at it in that context, you know, we feel we really are contributing. You know, it's not just about business for the sake of business. It's and not just money. about profitability. Yeah. It's about contributing to the country that you're in and the society you're in, and, and that's where the sustainability comes from. And the more you do that, the more you're able to innovate, the more you're able to you know, carve out what yeah. a positive future can look like. <clears throat> yeah. I don't want to sound Absolutely. too idealistic, but this is what excites us. Well, I, I don't think it's idealistic because my next question is to really ask you about the data that you're using behind because you're gathering enormous amounts of data. Can um, I jump in before you do that? Yeah, sure. I just want to check something. Just thinking about um, uh, getting yourself into a better condition for work and all that kind of stuff. Simon Sinek, another man crush of mine, as you all know, so lo love the guy. But he's on this big campaign at the moment about stress at work and setting up the right work kind of cultures. Um, and a big passion of mine. 
But he starts talking about the kind of four different chemicals in your body and the different reactions each one does. And I'm just thinking about exercise, you know, will stimulate, uh, what is it, serotonin? Endorphins. Uh, endorphins. endorphins yeah. um, and um, when you go through a dopamine high, mm. when you achieve something, and it's getting those balances right, and then it's the serotonin, which is the negative drug that kind of works on every or chemical in your body. I mean, are you guys looking at those kind of balances? Because you, you spend a lot of time outside of the workspace. Yeah. But it's probably half of our time. I'd love to, I mean, it would be interesting to see what you can do kind of stimulating a different working environment by monitoring, I don't know, this probably links then to your big data. Ask yeah. the question, BS. Hey? Ask the question. <laughs> so the question, yeah, the, the, the no. answer is, is yes. So firstly, a lot of our focus has been on the physical well-being, but we know that that does translate into your mental well-being. Yeah, you know, so people that are are active, it certainly contributes positively. When I say active, physically active, to your mental health. There, there are multiple issues that are at play when you talk about stress. So how you perceive stress, mm. how I perceive stress, mm. may be completely different. Um, and that's some of the challenge. Where if we look at exercise, they're fairly good guidelines of what people should be doing. Mm. When you look at diet, while there's multiple debates, sure. there's yeah. still sure. um, tell us and, about and crazy yeah. how we don't know how we eat. Eh? <laughs> exactly. After and we're getting these, a guy to go live in Mars. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is insane. Yeah, but anyway. and particularly yeah. the amount that some people eat, we certainly should know enough about <laughs> about that. But the, the, the mental health is not purely around the wellness aspect, but the other aspects around people feeling powered in the workplace, yeah. the culture of the work yeah. environment, value, you know, how people feel. And, and that's why when I talked about earlier around purpose, certainly has, if people feel that they're yeah. contributing to a purpose, they're certainly more inspired and it does help from a mental health perspective. But I don't in any way want to sort of underplay the aspect, you know, we're dealing with a high incidence of depression, anxiety, yeah. and our focus is picking those things up and where people need medical treatment to make sure that they're getting the, the correct treatment and yeah. are being looked after um, ac across the board. Cool. Mike, I'm sure you want to jump ahead in the rest of the, some of the questions because there's some really amazing questions we've got for, for Craig today. But what is the biggest thing that surprised you as people started to take on this, the Vitality program? So I, I, if I look back at Active Rewards, I was, as I said earlier, surprised how much people will do for a smoothie or coffee. Uh, and how upset mm -hmm. people get when they didn't achieve their goal. Some people took it on themselves. Some people blamed us that we set the goal too high. Um, and it actually, you know, while it and, – and, and lastly, I mean, our call center pretty much yes, fell over, fell over yeah. you know, from the calls that were coming through, I guess, another technology yeah. issue. But um, it really is, on the one hand, amazing how engaged people get. But also you get to understand the psyche of setting goals and how people go about achieving them and how they perceive them. And something as small as, you know, uh, and 30 rand, and I don't want yeah. to underplay that, but, you know, people get very passionate about it. And, and that's fantastic. I mean, it just shows how you can change behavior. It doesn't – you don't need to – you yeah, know, put thousands of rands into an incentive for people. Absolutely, uh, and that social interaction really yeah. has been quite—I'd say surprising, but it probably shouldn't be surprising when we look at the, the psychology and how we need to motivate people. Well, what, what you guys actually implemented was a very critical gamification strategy. You know, typically when we look at gamification, we think of uh, banners, leaderboards, and 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 points, but it's proper gamification looks at at the underlying 
human emotions and, and the drives behind it and whether it's you're looking at the, the meaning for purpose, which is what your business is about, versus uh, I've actually earned it. And and it, that's what you are actually playing with there is I've earned it. Damn it, I don't care if it's one rand or 500 rand or a 1,000 rand. I've earned it. I've demand, I demand it by my right. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm inspired by that campaign. I think it was great. And, and I think but, you know, going back to the health aspect, I mean, we saw about an 80% shift in physical activity. That's incredible. You know, so, you know, you look at papers that have been published, you just don't get that sort of change. No, you um, don't. Oh, and, I love these kind of products, right? And, and, and that's what is – just has an overreaching, You know, and then going back yeah. to, I guess, the tech side of it is the use <clears> of heart rate monitors, so the Polo, the Garmin, yeah, yeah. Um, the use of apps – uh, really just much greater engagement uh, taking place. And people that were exercising, exercising, well, we saw with the Apple Watch, so we're using the concept of loss aversion. So people yes. were given yes. a free Apple Watch or yes. could choose to opt into the, the, the Apple Watch. And that cohort, the incre- their in- increase in exercise was more than double from previous to this, from previous to active rewards to post. And purely because if they didn't achieve their goals, yeah. they needed to pay money back. Yeah, you know, sure. So once you give someone, even if I give you this cup, yeah. the value of that cup is much more exactly. to you than what it is to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that's sort of, again, all the work that's been done in behavioral economics that we then apply using technology as the platform. Fantastic. Uh, in fact, uh, Apple Apple users are quite cheap in comparison to your, your Android users, Brett. But, but anyway, no. Brett Lindsay's so, looking at me as he wants to punch me. But, but no, no, wait. It's my question. No, no, no. Yes, yeah, yeah. maybe. But I think it's going to tie in quite nicely. Okay. Behavioral economics. Yes. Uh, when it comes to artificial intelligence and setting up, um, I mean, a whole big part of that uh, uh, industry is about designing personalities and and being able to create that emotive and conscious being in in computers i wonder how much we're actually thinking about that side of the psychology when it comes to building out these in artificial beings right yeah i i think it comes back to to my my initial question that mm. i was going to ask is it's really because when we look at the artificial intelligence it's got to be built off of intelligent data at the end mm. of the day um, and you, you're getting spades of data, um, and I think really to to, to I think yeah, you're probably in a very very strong position, right? So I mean, uh, uh, yesterday the Sequoia guys launched a, a slaving attack on IBM by saying Watson's an absolute joke, and the reason why he did that is because they don't have the data sets that is really going to help them with artificial intelligence. And kind of you're watching what you guys are doing, the amount of data you're building in that right kind of space. You're probably in a good position to be in a or better position than an IBM would be. Well, I, I think so. So, so I'd, uh, I'd love to say we're in a better position than IBM. Mm, oh, certainly a great compliment. But what I can share is the data that we sort of collecting and, and importantly, uh, to use it for improvement in health outcomes. You know, just to make it's not data that's sort of around profitability, but yeah. really yes. around uh, you know, what is good from a behavior point of view. And what's interesting is you mentioned these personality types. So we've done quite a bit of analysis looking at, mm. you know, what type of personality responds to X incentive versus Y incentive. We actually just tested. So we've looked at a group of inactive people or people that say last year were doing some activity, whether it was a run or going to gym and seeing how do we get them back on track and testing different uh, wording, different type of communication, different type of incentives 
and looking at that data and say, okay, what seems to have the best impact for this group of people? So we actually last week we sent out an email that came from me that said uh, to a spouse that we see that your husband or wife hasn't been that active. You've been active. See if you can get them to, to come along. And a couple of my friends sent me sent an email. So a good friend of mine sent an email to his <laughs> wife saying, Craig said you need to be more active. <laughs> so in the one sense is that at least we see people are reading these emails uh, and reading the communications. But it talks about those personalities. Um, and I think that some of the stuff, you know, yeah. how people purchase things, how people interact with things, and obviously being a short-term insurer, long-term insurer, as we move into the banking space, yeah. Yeah. We've obviously got a credit card, which has... Uh, I'm with ABSA. T- okay, we'll change We're kind that, of that, just right. kind of knees <laughs> knocking together a bit. So, um, <laughs> no, but, you know, this is sort of the innovation that every industry needs, yeah. you know, and keeps us all on our toes. And if we all, if, if one improves and others absolutely. follow, you know, that's good for, yeah, you, uh, you know, if, if Apple didn't have Samsung, they would stop the innovation. You know? I, yeah. I want to highlight something to, to our listeners. Um, at, at, and it's the words that you're using right now, and I think it's really important. An innovative organization is, A, passionate about focusing on what their customer problems and 100%. needs are. And that ability to continuously test. I, I love listening to your words. I, I want to bring that into the bank and say, guys, uh, here's an organization using words like, I'm always testing. I'm willing to fail. I'm willing to try something else. I'm willing to look at the customer. That's what you see out of a Google and a Facebook and organizations like Discovery. So I just want to, I guess, just to just listen to the words you're using. It's beautiful. I mean, I probably take it for granted because mm. I've been, I guess, brought up in this mm. organization. But if I do reflect, yeah. you know, so we have various, I mean, we have an R&D hub lab mm. um, that's, you know, actuaries, medical people, uh, you know, and this is the work that they're doing, interacting also globally. You know, so yes, with absolutely. other businesses, seeing what's going on globally, what are the trends, uh, and this ongoing research. I think we're very much mm. a, a research-based business, but this push and, and something that I, I mean, my first interaction with Discovery was going to a launch, uh, and I was still working in the hospitals. Was, I was about to start, I think, a few weeks later, and at Gallagher State, and there are probably about three thousand uh, intermediaries at the launch. We now have a, probably about. 9,000 at these launches. But oh. the culture that Adrian and others have put into the business is we set a date for a launch and we make sure that we have something amazing to show at that launch. You show, and, yeah. and that's what drives this culture of innovation. And, and it puts pressure on the business to deliver from a, 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 a CIO, you know, loses his hair faster than I do. Um, I met him the other day. He was, yeah, literally bald. Yeah. <laughs> this is Jamie. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, Jamie's in digital. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, and, 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 but that's the culture that, that drives the business and yeah. to make sure, you know, we're going to innovate, we're going to do new things that are good for business, good for our customers. Yeah. And it may sound cliched, but that's what drives us. Yeah. And that's we'll find the solutions, yeah. you know, to make sure. And, and yes, any business, we, we, we accept, you know, a level of risk, not at any way that we're very prudent in how we go about these things. The amount of sort of the analysis that takes place, the testing that takes place before we just go launch things. Yeah. You know, it may not seem like it, but there's it's an there. amount of rigor that that goes on within that business. I think there's a sorry, Mike. I think there's a certain amount of expectation from public with big brands that are innovating that something's going to come of that innovation. Like with Apple, we're always waiting for the next iPhone. With Samsung, we're waiting to see which one will blow up first or next. Um, but with Vitality, there's 
you guys are I, I personally perceive you guys as a brand that is constantly innovating. It's always nice to see what you're doing next or how else I can do something in order to get something. And I think the proof is in the pudding with innovation. It's not so much to just keep innovating and seeing if you can. It's actually about putting it out there and letting people see that you've done it. Yeah. And so I think some of the things we'll do as campaigns. Yeah. Uh, so one of the things actually just talking about the social side is within Active Rewards, uh, we've, got, we've developed this thing called Move to Give. So yes. we had some members saying, you know, I'm getting this smoothie, but I'd actually rather give it to charity. Okay. Um, and so now we actually, early on in the year, we gave about 22,000 stationary packs where our members said, I don't need the coffee. Please donate the equivalent. Cool. You know, um, yeah. I was actually on cool. uh, uh, yes, so this morning, yeah, mm-hmm. Reach, Reach for, for Dreams. Dream. So this mm-hmm. last week, people can get their band for Slipper Day if they hit their goal. Yeah. You uh, know, so it's, it's those type of things we're looking at and continue to look. So, again, what is the motivation? What is the business issue we're trying to solve? And these things we can test in a subset of our members. Well, it sounds like a lab, but for a subset of our members. And but, when these things work well, we then, you know, this, the, the response has been phenomenal. Let's roll it out. Or, in fact, it's not as impressive as we thought it would be. Let's pull back on some of these things. So being nimble and having the right technology structure is important. So in terms of that, uh, and coming back to, to, to the world of data that you're using, how far have you taken the, the application of data? So, you, you know, I'm a Vitality member. I've got the apps. Um, you know, you've, you've got a whole lot of data coming back towards me as a, or back about me as an individual. How far are you taking that data to actually test it down to that individual or, or, or are you looking at more generic groups? Because this, this is a long-term strategy and data is, is, is one of these buzzwords around big data and there's a lot of world work, work going on around that. And most people don't understand it and most organizations don't understand it and how to apply it very effectively for them. How far have you taken that, that world of data in terms of the vitality framework? So we're really in uh, the group space still. Okay. Um, and when I talk about groups, so we'll look at a group of diabetics. Okay. Um, okay. And, and say, what does this group look like? What do we know about them? Obviously, the standard, you know, the age yeah. differential, but what are their behaviors? What are the touch points? So understanding, you know, where is, how often is that person going into a pharmacy? You know, what we, I guess, call teachable moments. How do we yes. get them to the nurse in that pharmacy? How often are they going to the doctor? Which doctors? And I'm going broader than just the vitality space, but in the health space. Yeah. Uh, their medication, how compliant are they with their medication? And so taking that sort of data for an example of the diabetics, yeah. what food are they purchasing? Okay. Yeah. Um, and how healthy or unhealthy is. So what is the, the sugar content in the, in the food of this group where we know we need to bring it down? Um, and so starting to move it, how do we create? And so that's sort of where we yeah. are today. Okay. Where we hope to move fairly quickly is if Joe is a diabetic, the incentive that he gets for purchasing certain foods within the healthy food benefit could be very different absolutely. to uh, Henry, yeah, who's actually absolutely. an elite athlete. Okay? Absolutely. And, and so those are the kind of things where it's using the data to create a more personalized incentive. So, teachable moments, <clears throat> micro moments. Micro moments. You were about to pick up on that, huh? Exactly that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking in media – it's going down that same kind of route. You, you're kind of segmenting your audience to do or understand various things. And you're getting to the point where we're getting it down to an individual um, uh, uh, relationship, hyper-personalization yes. media. So I guess it's a good point to kind of start throwing this forward a bit. Um, and 
I'm, I'm going to just put a statement out there, and I'd, I'd love to get your view, Craig. So if we are rolling this forward maybe 10, maybe even five years, um, and we're starting to go down this route of understanding so much about the individual, it's important to look and, and build products around the segments or groups. Um, where do you see the world of IoT starting to have an impact? So go beyond just the watch. You know, you've got um, Nest in the household. Uh, you've got autonomous cars. Because I guess your world is also very much based around many partnerships around the lifestyle of, 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 of a person. Where do you see that kind of panning out? So, so uh, it's, it's a tough one. And, oh, it's and, always and, tough. And, yeah, um, yeah. So I think maybe my starting point is we mustn't forget that we're human. Yes. Um, and, and technology for me should be an enabler as opposed to, every, you know, your whole strategy can't be a tech strategy. Correct. You know, it yeah. needs to it's be, a human strategy. Yeah, and a business yeah. strategy. So if I look at um, with all the technology, in the day, people, if I go to the exercise space, we got half a million people in the Virgin Active and Planet Fitness gyms. Okay, ultimately to get healthy, they need to be in a gym. Yes, you know, you're not getting healthy on your phone. No. Okay, so that's the enabler around you have amazing the thumb muscles, but uh, you won't have much else. Exactly, <laughs> and some good thumb speed, and yeah. you know. Um, so ultimately, you need the physical world to integrate with the tech world. Where does it take us? I think to create a more healthy environment, um, we should be tapping into these things, uh, whether it's, you know, what's tracking us in the house, knowing uh, elements of what is our sugar level, our blood pressure, all this kind of yeah. the things that we're able to monitor. Some of it gets a bit extreme. So the toilets, they tell you what's coming oh, out yeah. of you and yes. things like that, being able to track exactly what you're putting in. I do think we need to be careful not to forget that we need to live. Yes, and, you know we can't. Probes. Yeah, we can't be sort of. We don't want to become robots ourselves. Robots yeah. can be great enablers, but we don't want to. We we still need to be thinking human beings. That's it. And enjoying the aspects, whether it's food, exercise, mm. family, the emotional side. Um, I think we need to be careful. Yeah. And maybe it's just I'm conservative in the space, but it's exciting that I don't have to drive to work and that I can, you know, go underground and. Elon's uh, Hyperloop. Hyperloop. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. But end of the day, is there's also an enjoyment. And in fact, um, our boss is he loves cars, and yes. uh, you know made the comment of, you know, is it not a sad day when you can't hear the revving of that car? <laughs> uh, you know, um, and I think yeah. these are the things that we must just need to get. You talk about balance yeah. earlier. Get that balance of how it enables us to be better humans. Yeah, uh, but not take over a lot of what we do. Don't take away the humanity. Yeah. yeah. So and we were talking earlier about artificial intelligence. And my big thing is, I mean, especially on this show, we, we look to the future and it can either be a utopian or a dystopian future. We can be completely gray cloud or there is the silver lining that we can focus on. But if you're going to take the artificial intelligence, how intelligent is the AI? But you can't stop forgetting that it is actually artificial. Yes. And when you start putting humanity into the, into the scope of what we're trying to achieve – you realize that we're wholly ambitious as a race, as, as a species. We want to keep achieving something. Nobody ever really gets true fulfillment from just sitting down doing nothing. Um, the other thing is we also want to make sure that you know, we're hedonistic. We want to make sure that whatever it is we are doing is actually making us happier. 
And I think that's the society. That's what the millennials are trying to push as well into businesses. Well, not trying to. They're organically doing it. Is I want a space which I can relate to. I want a space yeah. where I can get fulfillment. I want a space where I feel accepted and can actually add value to. And I think as soon as society starts that sort of turn, AI, yeah, it's good for us to plan a strategy around. And big data will be interpreted well because of machine learning. But ultimately, the human-to-human conversation needs to be the priority. If I can maybe add to I mean, I think… The philosopher has spoken, by the way. No, there's still tons <laughs> to go. But yeah. I, I mean, I think an important point, as you told you, I was just thinking that it needs to solve a problem in society. True, you yes. Know, if we look at South Africa… You know, the challenges we have around education, around health Mm. more broadly, you know, access to basic nutrition. You know, um, we see kids going to school. Uh, I used to coach Little League Soccer and had kids uh, come through, you know, from Alex. And, you know, they hadn't eaten the whole day. How do we solve some of those issues? And I see their their school reports and getting 23% for maths. You know, so how can we use all this? And I know I'm taking us on a slightly different journey, but it's exciting to innovate. And within our business is incredibly exciting. But how do we translate some of that and put it into broader society to influence that? Because yeah. any business that's contributing is then growing your customer base in the future. Uh, and I think you know every business yeah, should it's be got thinking more customers because they're living and they're healthier. And exactly. So as so, Craig, as my new man crush. <laughs> um, That's all I wanted to achieve. <laughs> How special do you feel when you know the list? <laughs> this, this is like uh, a drop the mark moment. Today. <laughs> Tell uh, me about the World Move for Health Day. It's today, right? It is today. Yeah. So we've been talking about, I guess, exercise to to some degree, but uh, we know about six to ten percent of deaths globally linked to cardiovascular disease, heart disease, diabetes, even cancer, which is sometimes that people mm. don't don't realize, can be avoided by getting people to be active. So the idea of World Move for Health Day, uh, it's not a vitality idea, although we'd love to have yeah. come up with it, uh, but something that is done globally, of getting people just to think about exercising and being active, sitting less um, and just exercising more. And exercise, I just want to reiterate, isn't about... Thank stand you. There quickly. we go. Yeah. Yeah. Are we standing meeting, up? Yeah. Okay, Maybe our podcast will be shorter. Okay, I'm standing up. There <laughs> no, we go. Sit down. Mike it sounds terrible. Down. Yeah, it sounds See, terrible. See, my second thing oh, is I've now achieved you doing some form of exercise <laughs> today. There we go. There we go. He's got to do it five times. Yeah, yeah, my, my yeah. job is done. Come on, Matt. You have to stand up. No, 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 no. It's too much exercise. I'll walk up and down the stairs five times. So, so yeah. essentially, we can just get people to be that much more active yeah. and, and the impact on health and, and on individuals. And so, you know, it's sometimes lonely if you're <laughs> running long distance by yourself, but just yes. taking the stairs. That's breath sitting around. down. I mean, I look at my, my mother. She's 73 years old. And her exercise is walking in the shopping center. She feels yeah. safe there. Yeah. I'm sure my father maybe feels less happy about it because of the cost <laughs> that comes in between. But yeah. from a health perspective. Yeah. She must know my wife well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's really what, what it is, is getting people to be active. And this is something we actually try to do every day. Yes. But yeah. um, th- that's, that's the focus. It's I just want to. I love the fact that there is actually partnership going on, not just with with brands like you've got Woolworths and you've got the smart, the, the healthy eating programs, but this is actually governments now partnering with health, whether it's Vitality directly or anything. But this is health now from a government sort of mandate, and it's you're not asking a lot. You're like, guys, thirty minutes, yeah. get up, take a walk, do some stuff. 
So, so about two thirds of our deaths globally are linked to lifestyle choices, you know, which isn't about government saying you have to do this or have to do yeah. that. It's about us making certain decisions for ourselves. And and I know it's time is a challenge. Sometimes cost is a challenge. Um, and if you think of a, a busy working mom or busy working dad to find the time with their kids. I mean, we've got a healthy active kids report card that we releasing in two weeks time or next week okay. and looking at obesity rates in South Africa sure. amongst our kids. That's, um, and, and so yeah. these are challenges we face. I guess it excites me to be part of trying to find solutions for yeah. it, but we need to be aware and it's days like, you know, move for health day or, you know, getting, how do we get kids more access to eating fruit and vegetables mm. and that, you know, the, it's not the, all the sweets that they're having and things like that. So yeah, health's an interesting space. Okay, you've inspired me. I'm going to throw it out there, chaps. Cool. A challenge. Okay. Another so one. So the challenge <laughs> is we arrive half an hour before the show every single time we do the show. And we do a walk. And we get sweaty together. Exactly. Isn't that quite kinky? It's amazing. But we walk around, uh, let's say, Ravonia. So Ravonia is relatively safe if you don't get mugged. Um, let's walk around Ravonia. That's my old haunt. I grew yeah. up here. And we do a walk and we'll prep for our show in a walking meeting half an hour before every single show for the rest of the year and see where it takes us. I'm going. And then we'll have Craig back on the show at the end of the year to see how well we so, did. So I tell you what, and, and none of this just for the listeners was preconceived. No, so no. You've kind of, put deal, but what I'm going to do is send all you guys a pair of running shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said walk, shoes. Craig. He said walk. Walking walking shoes. <laughs> I get shin splints, Craig. I get shin splints, Craig. No, I'm game uh, to cool. support that. Fantastic. Okay. Thank no. you. But thank you, cool. Craig. Uh, uh, you, you're always late for the show. Are, are you going to make it? Yes, are, are you, point, can you Craig. commit to this? Yes, I'll, I'll run. I've run up these stairs more no, times no, no. than you guys have. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. In fact, you're probably getting more exercise just between the parking lot and yeah. Craig, j- just one other thing I wanted to touch sides on. I mean, you've written about social media recently. Your thoughts of social media and the impact of health and, and, and behavior? So it's, for me, it's a double-sided coin. I think there's certainly um, positive, as I was mentioning earlier, around social media. So if we can get, um, you know, people using it as a tool to firstly uh, incentivize their friends, you know, yeah. encourage their friends, whether it's around weight loss or exercise, and and share that positivity, okay. I think can be hugely valuable. The the risk is what I call these self-proclaimed social media gurus or health gurus on social media, yes. where people kind of, you know, I lost – five kilograms and I did this or 10 kilograms yeah. and all of a sudden that person's an expert Yeah, and the yeah. more followers they get and then they have this Photoshop ability um, and that's the danger and where you have fad diets, fad exercise regimes mm. and people following that yeah. and yeah. it's so easy. There's no barrier to entry. There isn't. And, it's a very and, good point. And that. I think that's where you sort of the, the concern of being able to sort of mediate uh, um, what's happening and what's being put out. Yeah, and and I think there's a role for whether it's people in the university, I guess, businesses like ourselves, to kind of say, this is what the science shows, this is what yeah. the research shows, this is what works, this is what may be dangerous. Yeah, and people need to be careful. Just as be careful what friends you choose, be careful who you follow. Yeah, uh, on social media, and and, and that so the positivity is there to get a message out is fantastic, but be careful. 
Well, I mean, it's, it's unguided access to information on, yeah. on the internet. And one of the terms that I've heard in the past is a Google Chondriac. Somebody that's, oh, I've got a headache. And I haven't, I've had a headache for the last two days. So I'm going to ask Google. Yeah. And you'll get the worst information. You're going to die in T minus three days if you ask Google. So it, it is really about awareness. But it's making sure that the right awareness around the right information is there. Yeah. Yeah. What it also does, I mean, it certainly keeps doctors on their toes because if you People are more to, informed. Uh, and their patients are coming and say, oh, I see this new drug's come out. And why haven't you prescribed this? And yeah. should I be doing that? Doctors and, must love that, though. So hey? it's... Uh, the doctors need to be one step ahead. And, and if I look at our business, it's no different. You know, yeah. uh, we have very informed consumers yeah. uh, and saying, no, this is, the, this is the excise regime. This is the diet. And uh, that's how we, you know, we work with people you know, locally, globally, top universities to make sure that we've got the right evidence and, and always open to these sort of new discussions, new technologies, mm. new research that comes out. And I think you have to be in this day and age. Yeah. Well, it's excellent. I mean, we've had the, the future of knowledge, and we had Karen Wallstrom yeah. from – she was uh, heading up uh, education at Google. And we were talking about how education is something that people are starting to own for themselves. They're starting to take control of how they're educating themselves and how they're educating their families. It's very similar with how people are empowering themselves to take on their health and take on their – I mean, all the startups are just a sign of how people are empowering themselves to do things better. Yeah. So, well done. But it's been amazing having you guys on the show and amazing just hearing about stuff. So I've, I've personally been awed by what you guys are doing. And it's so cool to see that an uh, African. Uh, and the measure is I'm, I'm going to give you feedback that you hear before the show, half an hour. I think we, 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 yeah. we, we're going to tweet this every single yeah. show, the start of our preparation yeah. as we go into it. Social proof. I just actually want to add one thing to your point. I, I, I don't think we should also. It's very difficult to fake news in, in the health space, but. They're great communities like Sleek Geek. Yeah. Uh, what's it? Uh, Ilan Lohman. Yes. Um, and so those are also quite empowering. They must be really important in your v- space. Very right? much so. Um, you know, so where the communities that challenge, uh, give people that support is fantastic. Um, and I think these are the mm. sort of things where technology is enabled and, and shifted. You know? Absolutely. Again, if you've got responsible people running these groups yeah. and informed people, uh, it makes a huge difference. Totally. It's a difficult one because, I mean, we're about to send people to Mars, but the debate about what we should be eating is still very prevalent. And you speak to different sets of doctors, they're going to give you different answers. And it makes it very difficult as a a person who needs to eat every day, you know, with a big tummy. So That's a question I have around, as we look into the future, is scaling health. Um, So it it must be quite difficult, right? So your, your gyms are not very scalable. Um, you've got mobile devices that kind of help you. Um, how do you see that scaling? Because you, you're targeting the mass audience there. That must so, be a so challenge, right? The, the truth is that if you talk about a gym, mm. most of it actually sits in our body. You know, yeah. we can do stuff with our own body weight. We can exercise, walk, and that's where most of the need is. Yeah. Um, so it is scalable. If you look at something like parkrun. Okay. Yeah. It costs people nothing. Well, it costs them some of their time to do a five-kilometer free run. There are now 100 around the country. Yeah. 600,000 people have signed sure. up for Parkrun. That's amazing. Okay. So you've got 40,000, 50,000 people every Saturday. You know, so that's sort of a double comrades every Saturday participating in free exercise. Amazing. You, you know, so this is uh, the, the opportunity of you know, being innovative. And actually, it's quite simple. The model is incredibly simple. We give people vitality points and help promote it. 
but it's those sort of things that are very much scalable. I think the issue is the the knowledge that doctors have and that skill. How do you scale that? And yeah. um, one of uh, Clayton Christensen, yes. he, uh, and I remember reading his book around innovation, and he speaks how pregnancy tests they used to have to kill a rabbit in the 1940s, you know, to do the pregnancy test. Now it's everywhere. You know, yeah. that's where I think we talk about scalability, bringing yeah. down cost, which isn't always the case in healthcare, um, and making things more accessible. And it may seem like a random example to use, but that's what we're seeing. I think with the wearable tech, monitoring hardware, people are able to do a lot more themselves and take some of this away and get the doctors to focus on the areas of specialization um, as opposed to treating some of the basic stuff that maybe doesn't need uh, sort of higher specialized intervention. I, I love what you're saying there, Craig, because at the end of the day, it becomes a, a sense of I am responsible for my own well-being and health. And the more educated and, and the better I understand that, the more effective I can become uh, as a human being from a physical point of view, from an emotional point of view, and from a mental point of view. Yeah. And a lot of what you guys are doing is, is enabling that process. Um, and it's moving people from the idea that I can't to I can, and I won't to I will. And, and I think as human beings, that's one of the most important kind of mindset shifts we can take. Um, so just to, just to wrap up here, because we, we're out of time, and, and in fact, I'm, I'm cut, cutting here because we could overrun time here because this has just been the most fascinating chat um, and truly inspiring. So I, th I think firstly, I'd like to, to congratulate you guys yeah. on, on how you've approached this, you know, taking what is known as a massive tra transformational purpose and using technology around what are pretty simple ideas in terms of loyalty and, and health and transforming people's lives. Because at the end of the day, you, you mentioned the world of solving human problems. I, I think we need to be focusing on solving real human problems, and health is one of those. And, and, and congratulations to you guys on that. So thank you for your time. But before we let you go, guys, any closing thoughts from you? And, and then a final wrap-up from you, Craig? I mean, I'm, I'm just super excited. I have Craig on my man crush list. <laughs> You're odd. Um, we always talk about uh, it's always better to do than it is just to talk about things. I mean, we are talking about the people that are doing. And next week, we will be doing the walk around Ravonia while we talk. So it is. It's about action. It's about get, being active. And I think the more that that spreads, the more society will start to flourish with those types of things, technology included, health included, all of the things making an impact. Yeah. It's going to be very cool to see. Craig, any final thoughts from you? I think just firstly, appreciate being on the show. No. Um, it's been entertaining and enlightening at the same time. <laughs> I managed to get some behavior change as well. So, <laughs> you you know, so my job is done. But uh, I, I think uh, there are a lot of challenges within the healthcare space. Yeah. And if for all of us, we need to take responsibility for ourselves. But there are people out there that aren't always in a position to take that responsibility, whether they're the elderly, whether they're the kids. And just if we can sometimes think about how we can impact others yes. as well as ourselves and those close to us within healthcare and other areas of society, um, using innovative ways of thinking, using technology. Um, and that's something we have an exciting future. And the fact that these are things we're doing in South Africa and taking to other parts yeah, of the world absolutely. is what makes me very proud to be part of an organization like ours. Yeah. And, and, and in, in the current state of South Africa, I think the, if we can create those positive impacts, the more, you know, every little bit does count. 
Exactly. It, it really does count. So to the, to the full team here and to Craig, thank you so much for being on us, uh, being on the show. And just as a, as a final wrap up, guys, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at, at Futurology Show. Send us notes, uh, or, or any questions or any future shows you'd, you'd like to, to see. Uh, please also go and subscribe at iTunes. Give us a four star, five star rating. Yeah, listen no, to the sorry, podcast. Right? Yeah, listen to the podcast. And of course, uh, always live on Cliff Central. Um, and so you'll, thank you'll you. You'll catch us next week all sweaty. Yeah, you, awesome. you, you will. Uh, sure. and, and in fact, that's why we're now going to do double shows on on Wednesday. Because so. <laughs> we're more productive. We're more awesome. productive. No, no, jokes aside. Um, thanks very much and, uh, till next week. Cliffcentral.com.